Welcome to John Wayne Lie to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the one, the only, the wish there was lonely, knownly, John Wayne. That's right. Here I am. I am in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, in my neon palace of sin, where I reside, where you know, where you love, where you've been, what you say. Hey, 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 hey. Yes, that's right. Welcome, everyone, to the show this week. Thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, I appreciate it so, so much. If you're new to the show, hey, thanks for checking me out. If I just met you at a con or a show, you rule. Thank you so much for giving me a chance uh, checking out my stuff here. I very much appreciate it. I, of course, like I said, I'm here in my Neon Palace of Sin. I've got a very nice, uh, big, uh, uh, piping hot cup of black coffee in my drink coffee. Hail Satan mug. Thank you, Chris and Alicia Stamps. I love you guys. Shouts out to you. I am also smoking, of course, um, uh, some lovely, let me, let me see. I just took a big trip to the dispensary because I'm about to go on the road here for a little bit. I'll explain that in a second, but from my very favorite, very dear to me dispensary, Oasis, here in Las Vegas, uh, on Industrial Boulevard, aka Sammy Davis Jr. Boulevard. Uh, it has two names. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, I got th- this one I'm smoking today. It's from Bluebird Flower, is the uh, the name of the the, the grower. And this is uh, some nice little banana cream truffles that we're working with here. It tastes not like it doesn't taste like banana cream or anything similar to that. But the piney good taste of this is pretty GD amazing. And we looks like we're working with what is this? Twenty three point five percent THC. Just like I like it. I do prefer it up in the 30s now. But, hey, in the 20s, we'll just do... Oopsie, look, I'm slamming my, my drawer. Dude, my desk drawer is so awesome. I have, like... I've always... You know, there's always, like... Maybe as a kid, you know, you have this 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 wonder that comes around you, about you. At least I did. For for junk drawers, is that just me? Was that just me that, that has? But, like, you never know what you're going to find in someone's junk drawer. I For me specifically... The junk drawer that I loved to root through uh, was my Grammys. My Grams uh, out in her house in Wilmerding, Pennsylvania. Shouts out. Rest in power, Graham. She had a pretty awesome junk drawer in her kitchen, I have to say. And it, it seemed to like, you know, things manifested in there. There'd be like, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, hey, here's a fucking baggie full of bolts. Like, it, where did those go? You know, no one knows. You know, when they went like matches from everywhere. Just all kinds of crazy shit. You never know what kind of wild treasures that you're going to find in a junk drawer or like, and I don't know if you can call the de- your desk drawer a junk drawer. I think it's just like your desk drawer, like the top, that top skinny drawer of the desk where, you know, your feet go under the thing, you know, you're, it's right above your knees and it holds so many treasures. Mine does. I hope that, you know, there'll be a time when I go, let me root through this thing and clean it out. And I'll find things like, you know, doubloons or like old hits of acid and, you know, hidden joints and stuff like that. I can't wait. I can't wait. I love it. Um, it, it, my, my drawer does, it is filled with a lot of cool ass things with a lot of weed. Um, I got a bunch of fucking chick tracks that my man Blake sent to me, uh, all kinds of just like, just stuff. It's like, I need this. Here's some glue. Here's some fucking, you know, joint uh roach clips it's it's all kinds of pins everything you would need i love i love a, a good junk drawer slash desk junk drawer whatever you want to call it i love it it's great so uh anyway 
that is what I'm doing, smoking that old grandpappy's medicine. I got my my little booby uh, pipe here that my the lovely Scarlet bought me um, uh, as a as a present. I appreciate it very much. It looks like a very it looks like a pair of boobs, and I and I love it uh, because I love boobs, and who doesn't? And who should you should if you don't? Um, so. We are doing that big day today, hitting the road. Got a lot of stuff. First of all, shouts out to my Patreon people. Guys, thank you so much. Like, truly thank you for the support. Thank you for the the monetary support. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't express it enough. Uh, I appreciate you all so, so much. Shouts out to you all. You, you fucking rule. Uh, you're keeping me alive for real. If you're listening and going like, what the hell is he talking about? Hey, you can check out my Patreon page if you'd like to maybe send a little extra support your old Uncle Johnny's way. Just go to patreon.com slash johnwinisdead or just go to johnwinisdead.com and there's a link to my Patreon right there. Everything that you could ever want and desire about me is on johnwinisdead.com and it'll get you to all the places you need to get to. But you can go to my Patreon, check out the tiers I have available, what you get, goodies every month, plus access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast in which I talk to awesome and amazing artists from around this great country that I meet on the road and have met in my life. And uh, of all disciplines, like I've said before, it's not just writers, not just musicians. I have actors, I have models, I have uh, sculptors, I have carpenters, I have comedians, there's so many, dancers, so many people that I have on this show that it is amazing. And I'm very, very fortunate to get to uh, not only meet these people and call them friends, but to have these great conversations with them. And that is a very fun show to do. And I think a very uh, fun and uh, enjoyable uh, thing to listen to. So there are well over 110 episodes. We're in the 110s now. So you get access to the new one every week and all the back episodes, plus everything that is on my Patreon wall, which includes a lot of videos of performances I do on the road, uh, fun things like me doing karaoke at conventions or sing, or playing songs behind my booth, things that you don't, nobody would normally see any ever unless you were there. But I capture some of these moments for my Patreon people and put them on, on the wall, and you can uh, revisit them anytime you like as long as you are subscribed. And you can do it for as little as $1 a month. Just go to johnwayneisdead.com, hit the Patreon link, or go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead, and you can pick a, a tier and help your old Uncle Johnny out. I very much appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the show and, and checking me out anyway. I very much appreciate that support. Thank you guys so much. So, lots of stuff going on. Lots of things, lots of doings. First of all, again, my new book, Deadline, is out. It is doing well. Please check it out if you have not already. There are copies available. I know the pre-order sold out very quickly, but in my in my shop page, on the johnmanisdead.com shop page, they are available. They, they will come to you signed by me to you uh, with a little special piece of art and, and some goodies because I appreciate all the orders that I get from my site. But even if you get it from Amazon or Kindle or whatever, hey, thank you so much. Just please check out my new book, Spread the Word, Deadline. Deadline is a, it's about a, uh, a voice actor named Cody Burns who is, uh, you know, got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's He's got the golden pipes. He, things are coming easy for him in his job so far. But he takes a, he takes a job from a different agency and uh, has a lot of restrictions placed upon him very quickly that if uh, they're not met, they come with strict and escalating penalties that seem to all uh, get onto him 
at once. So it happens. Everything happens very quickly in this book. And uh, I had a great time writing it. And uh, so the feedback has been um, excellent so far. So thank you guys who uh, who have been reading it and letting me know. Hey, if you have read it um, and you have some some extra time, uh, if you wouldn't mind, please posting a review on Amazon or Goodreads. That helps. Um, not only with pushing the book up in the algorithm, getting more, getting people to, you know, making it uh, more accessible or more eyes get to, to be put on it. It helps me as well. Uh, it's always nice to, to to hear what people think, but I hope you enjoy this and, uh, and and enjoy the book. And please pick it up. Deadline by by me, my new book from from my own press, Awesome Dude for Life Press. Um, we're gonna be doing some some things through that. Uh, so uh, not everything. Yeah, I'm still working with traditional publishers as well. This was just like, hey, let me see if I can do this type of thing. And um, you know, it's going well so far. And I like I said, I really am happy and proud of this book. So thank you to all who've checked it out so far. And please, uh, you know, if you haven't, give it a shot. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, You can get it on my website or Amazon, like I said, everywhere. So that is out. Thank you guys for checking that out. Also, I put last week, I talked about it. I did it. I put the uh, my my art canvas prints that I have of my uh, of some of the cards from my forthcoming tarot deck. They are on the site. They are. uh, okay. so here's the deal they are a little bit uh you know they're 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 priced accordingly to the market of of value of art that you know this is these are professionally done they're on a canvas they're canvas they're you know they're handmade the wood is handmade you know they put the they put these together the, the people that do these for me in their home print them stretch them themselves it's it's really i mean they turned out beautiful i think um on the website, the 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 whole price has got the shipping because it's a little bit extra to ship things like this. So I want to make sure it gets to you. I want to make sure it's safe. So it costs a little bit extra. Um, tried to do. I was trying to do this thing where it was like you could select free shipping, um, but I had to adjust it because people were just like buying. It said like select free shipping only for canvas prints. Like it is the option, but people were selecting it for regular books. Which I, I get it. Like you see that you're like, oh, can I get free shipping? Because we're all used to free shipping from Amazon, and we've been spoiled, right? But, um, you know, for the little guy like me, you know, you first of all, the shipping that I do charge on my website is less than I actually pay to ship you your stuff. So it's like about a buck and a quarter less. So I I might you know have to adjust that soon. But I've just been keeping it there because I'm like, yeah, I'll keep the shipping at this and and that. But you know, uh, I get it. You want to select free shipping, maybe see if it works. I, for some reason, my store won't let me just just attach a certain shipping to a product. It's got to be a blanket thing or something that the the, the uh, buyer selects. I don't know. Maybe there's a way I haven't figured out yet, but I've tried a lot of different things. So, you know, some people were selecting the free shipping for their books, which, okay, I get it. That's fine. But it just, you know, cost me like almost five bucks to ship the books out and I'm not even charging that. So anyway, I took the free shipping off completely. So if you buy, uh, if you get on there and you buy the, 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 um, one of the prints, it, it, it's going to charge you a three fifty shipping, which I will then send, I will reverse that three fifty charge back so that we can all keep each other honest here. So, you know, I get it guys. Look, but uncle Johnny here, he's working hand to mouth a lot of the times. All right. I'm a one man show doing all of this myself. So, um, you know, it may be like, yeah, it's only three fifty for shipping. Well, guys, that it really adds up and it and it and it matters. So 
if you do select one of the the canvases, the actual shipping charge is built into that price that it shows listed. So it'll charge you three fifty. You'll get that back. But I, but just so you know, it's it's a little bit more expensive because to ship a canvas like this, uh, the size there's two different sizes. One's twenty by thirty. One's thirteen by thirty. It's it's you know it's a little bit cost prohibitive, and you want I want to make sure you get it correctly. So um so that's that. So those are up there. They're they're awesome though. So please check those out. They um I also will have those at my table. So um <clears throat> if you're gonna come see me at a uh, at a show coming up soon, and you're like I'll get one there. Uh, I should have them, but I can't guarantee what I'm gonna have because I can only carry like limited quantities of these with me at times. So I either will have them or I won't, and uh, it depends. So I try to keep them stocked pretty well, especially if they're selling good. But I don't know if you're if you're if you're vacillating on ah wait till I see them in a few weeks, it might be gone by then. So whatever. I appreciate it either way, but please, if you're like, oh, what is this all about? Go to my website. Go to johnwaysdead.com on the shop page. This is all there for you to check out. Uh, the, 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 the canvases that I have left are what is listed. So thank you guys for that and the support on my art. A lot of people have been uh, giving me a lot of you know kudos on some of the art stuff that I've been doing lately, and I appreciate that very, very much. Now, what else came out? I talked about this a little bit last week. Of course, doing all my narration work, I just... Uh, Finished just actually before I hit record on this here podcast I'm doing. I finished uh, the finishing touches on um, Aaron Beauregard, my good buddy's book, uh, Modern Hysteria, and um, you know he's he's uh, an excellent splatter punk writer, excellent extreme horror writer, and this is a very cool story. Uh, he I sent him all the files. He's got everything. It's all approved. It'll be a you know a few weeks as everything gets uploaded and then approved before it comes out. But look for it because when it comes out, it's gonna it's a good one. If you haven't read that book by by Aaron, I, I suggest you check it out. But um, if you want to wait and listen, I had a great time reading it, and uh, it's the second book of his that I've done. And uh, you know we've we've talked uh, we talked back and forth quite a bit, and you know there's gonna be more of uh, John Wayne reading Aaron Beauregard books in the future to come. So. Please look uh, out for that. But on the other side of that, what is out and available now is one of my books um, on audio, audio version. My book from Grindhouse Press, as seen on TV, um, is now available on um, on audiobook uh, at Audible. So um, if you're like, what do I what, what do I use my little credits, my my new credit on? Use it on uh, as seen on TV by old Johnny Wayne here, huh? Uh, I had a lot of fun narrating that as well. Uh, I have fun narrating. I do. I love it. It's great. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, guys. I'm like, got in the drips here, smoking, drinking. Uh, yeah, so As Seen on TV is out there now, read by me. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And if you don't know what that one's about, it is about a serial killer named Artie who is obsessed with owning and collecting all of the As Seen on TV products. Uh, it is not about him killing people or being a serial killer. That just is, happens to be what he is. It's ancillary to the story. This story is about obsession, and his obsession manifests itself physically, and he has to deal with that um, now in this book. And maybe he's not as slick as he thinks he's been um, all of these years. So uh, check that out. That is out and available now. And hey, if you would like a uh, maybe a free code in exchange for a review, hey, hit me up. Send me a DM. Um at John, go to at John Wayne is dead on Instagram or Twitter. Shoot me a message and uh, we'll see if we can't work something out for you. Thank you and thank you for checking it out. Um, but yeah, so all of that, a lot of stuff, guys, a lot of stuff going on here. And that's not even all of it. 
Um, so we, I just, we'll just give an update on the, on the cards here since we were just talking about my, the tarot card art, um, from, uh, on the canvases. I've been talking the last couple episodes, you know, I have the proof deck. It's coming from a printer in Australia. Now it was, uh, I show on my app, this is very weird. It's sent by the Australian. If anybody knows anything about this, Aaron Dries, if you happen to be listening to this, please, I might be reaching out to you to ask you about this because I get something from, it's coming from Australia and it's sent to me from the Australian post, right? It's not not like a national, not like a UPS or FedEx or something. It's, it's you know, EU, Australian post or whatever, AU or something, whatever it is. And I have like a, tra- it, it was tracking it through like my Shopify app or some app I have that that tracks all orders like the, everything I send out and everything that's coming to me it's it's all tracked in this app right so it was showing me that it was here it got to customs in LA it was waiting it came to Las Vegas it showed an attempted delivery to my home which I was here when it said that it attempted to deliver um it it's shouldn't even have they, they should just be able to put it in my box it's a small thing of a single deck of cards um there's no signature required i checked i checked that to make sure i didn't have to just in case i wasn't here but <clears throat> i mean dude i don't even have like anything on my ring cams that shows someone like tried to knock on either one of my door front door or side door to show that it was attempted to be delivered so i'm really at a loss here because i just expected like okay well maybe they just like whatever and it's gonna come tomorrow well this has now been a week yesterday as of this record like seven days that it got attempted to be delivered but then you know didn't get here you know now hasn't been re-delivered all week i asked our mail lady who uh yesterday when she was here delivering and or the other day I think uh, maybe day before yesterday and I asked her I was like yo I have this package that's supposed to be coming from Australia it came from Australia uh, I show that it was attempted to be delivered but I I was here I don't it hasn't been brought back now she suggested maybe I go she said it might be at the post office you might have to go to the post office which I she, you know I have not had time to go down there and do to check but it's really weird because there's no uh, the, the the tracking number with this is only associated to the Australian post. So it's like, yeah, it shows it's over here. Yeah, it shows it got attempted to be delivered, but then there's nothing else. Like, where did it go? Is it at the post office? Is it still in a mail truck somewhere? Is it? God, I hope it didn't. If they sent it back to Australia, like. After one attempted delivery, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind because that's just ridiculous. So I, I have no idea. I'm in limbo with this, this whole card situation now. I This all should have been, they should be in production right now. I should have been able to approve this thing two weeks ago and be done with it. So I don't know what's going on. As you can tell, I'm a little frustrated about it. But um, don't worry. I hope, hopefully this week I'm going to get, I'll, I'll be able to get that nailed down with, with some help uh, from the lovely Scarlet. So uh, we'll see. I will keep you definitely um, updated on all of that because it's very important to me as well. I'm, I'm like, come on, dude, we're so close to getting these cards out. And now it's like another fucking hiccup in this thing. So, But that's how it goes. It's fine. They'll come out. They will be out and it will be good. So so there we go. Before we move uh, along with the show, hey, I want to give a special shout out here. Uh, I Like I said, I get to meet a lot of people out there, like not just um, other artists, but but readers and then people who I who I stay in touch with and, and are, are start to do cool things and let me know about them. So uh, I got I to give a shout out to some of my peeps in Texas that are, that are doing some cool things. Um, 
the uh, you know, shouts out to you, Alana, and uh, and and your and your homies here. Uh, I've got a special. Uh, I'm gonna read this. Check this out. Check out Michael Myers of Tex Arcana. He makes appearances at events, cons, parties, and more. He posts daily and is very interactive with the people who like his page. He is also great with kids. <clears throat> Excuse me, with kids. Check him out at facebookcom TXK. That's Myers M Y E R S. TX for Texas and then K for Arcana, Tex Arcana, TXK, Myers TXK on Facebook.com. Check them out. Uh, they are doing um, some events and trying to put together a, a horror con. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, they're very cool people. And uh, I got to meet them at some Texas shows and they're doing some cool things for horror in, in the area. So check them out, especially if you live uh, in and around Tex Arcana. It'd be very, very cool of you. So. Shouts out to you guys. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing some more about uh, some more events in the future from you. So, speaking of events in the future, I was talking about the awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast earlier. And um, everything that goes along uh, with that and that, you know, it, it comes out. It's it's me talking to awesome people that I, I meet, other artists. Uh, and uh, if you've been listening along for a while, you know I like to I like to give you a little sample here in in the episode some from time to time, and I'm going to do that right now uh, on the awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast. This week coming out, I get to speak with uh, one of my very favorite people in the in the whole world, one of my very best friends, become one of my best friends, um, fellow writer uh, and fellow musician, my man. You know him, you love him, you've heard about him before. Kentucky Tony Evans. That's right. Tony Evans uh, sits down with me and we talk about uh, his new book, uh, Bad Case of Tinnitus. And uh, we talk about a lot about guitars, music, writing, writing stories, writing stories for songs, all kinds of stuff. It was a really, really great conversation with my man. So uh, here's a little tease of that for you to check out. Please enjoy uh, a taste of myself and Tony Evans. I got your newest book here. This is the newest one here in my hand. A bad case of tinnitus. Uh, tell me, tell us about this, please. This is a lovely oh, yeah, yeah. ran it past me. I love it. Um, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, yeah. talk, talk to us about it. So that's kind of like, that's my first or maybe my second venture into comedy, horror, horror comedy, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, if you read that story and you know anything about me, it's it's kind of like a story of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it, anyway. Some parts, obviously, did not really happen. But um, it's about this guy <clears throat> who is very insecure with himself, very insecure with his life. And he wakes up one day and he has this, this horrible ringing, but only in one ear. Mm-hmm. And him being very paranoid like I am, he starts Googling it and he convinces himself that he has a brain tumor. Um, well, his wife who he thinks doesn't love him anymore, eventually uh, convinces him to go have it checked out because she's getting tired of hearing him bitch about it. Mm. Um, So he goes to to the doctor, who's a good friend of his, and the doctor pretty much assures him that it's not a brain tumor, um, but he's not really sure what it is. And that night when the main character, his name is Arnold, goes to bed, um, he finds out what it is. And uh, there's something kind of living in his head that's taken refuge. Uh, He ends up, becoming kind of good friends with it. And they, they kind of battle uh, almost like a gender neutral kind of goofy version of a dark Lord at the end. It's kind of comical. A lot of, a lot of sexual jabs and just fun shit. I really enjoyed that. 
Yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, <clears throat> and it's got some, you know, praise already on the back for it. And uh, I praise it as well. Praise you, dude. Well, praise you. Um, praise. Yeah, dude, this, this uh, for those of you, you know, listening, um, this is uh, an awesome concept and very funny. Um, I like uh, horror. So you say like horror comedy. Do you take you? This is your first foray into it, you said. But I've read your other stuff and it's not necessarily void of humor. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you, you put, you know, keep it, you know, light at sometimes you can, you can drop a joke in there. Are you in, were you influenced by like, you know, someone like, you know, Jeff Strand in one of our, you know, contemporaries like that, or, or what, what sparked this, uh, you know, kind of comic comic feel for you? Well, I guess there's three people, uh, when it comes to the comedy side, one of them is obviously Jeff Strand. Um, mm -hmm. I remember first, his, his was probably the first comedy horror kind of book that I read. Um, it was really fucking good. It was Sick House. Yeah. Such a good story. And then uh, Grady Hendrix, of course, even though some people don't consider him horror comedy, I think he's hilarious. And yeah. then uh, right. another good friend of yours, and I've finally met him in person, is Max Booth. Uh, all of his stuff has humor in it, but it's very dark. Like, it's a very different sense of humor, but he's so fucking good. Uh, Max is, uh, yeah, just crap, crack, crap, crack whip like smart with that funny smartness i know oh, you said perfect. you you just got to recently meet him i saw you posted you went to, you, you where did you see him at a book signing or something or, i know? saw him at a barnes and noble here in kentucky yeah dude hang out with that guy for like five minutes and you'll just be dying laughing like he <laughs> no, just he, is like very very funny very quick and uh he's hilarious i love max he's great so, oh he was killing me he's so fucking great but yeah, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Um, is this something? So you said you had an awesome time writing this. So for people who don't know, maybe don't know Tony, which get with the people, please. Um, you know, you you coined this. Not like I don't know, coined is the term, but like you have this uh, Appalachian horror typically that runs through your yeah. your writing. You know, it comes from where you grew up. That's that's all. That's like the stuff from your your kind of upbringing, right? Like where you lived. Yeah all that kind of stuff. Um, does this have any of that in there as well? Or is this a complete departure from that? That is, that is one of maybe that's the first longer story I've ever written, but that's probably one of only three stories I've ever done that are, that is completely void of, of Appalachian content. Mm -hmm. Essentially. Most of the stuff, like you said, is very folk horror or a uh, mm -hmm. kind of Appalachian legend stuff, but no, this one, th this is kind of just, you know, so so here's one thing that kind of fueled me right in that. I met this person in Atlanta mm -hmm. a long while back. And I'm not going to say any names, but this person, I don't know if they read my stuff or not. They bought some stuff from me, but they told me like their legit words to me were, you can't be a successful writer unless you do some kind of psychedelic drug. <laughs> That's exactly what told me. She sent me a message and told me that. And I was like, well, are you trying to say I'll never be good? And they just said, well, I'm just telling you you know, you would come up with good stuff if you had psychedelics. And I kind of sat down and I started thinking about that. And I just kind of let my imagination go with some of the shit that was going on around me. And that's kind of where that story came from. I guess it was just more, I guess what happens with me is I, I get, I kind of pigeonhole myself in these little places and I start, start to write something and I can't let my mind just go. I feel like I have to focus on Appalachia or witches kind of stuff because that's what I'm known for. But when I actually just go with my imagination, oh, it's shit like that that comes out. 
Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <clears throat> I think, you know, something like this is like just, uh, it shows like a, a testament to being a good writer. You're able to step out of your comfort zone successfully and, and feel good about it, you know? Um, so like, I, I think that kind of stuff is great. You know, you don't, you can't write the same album over and over again. If you're a band, you know, you can't keep hitting the same key and the same note. Uh, you know, there's always, I think <clears throat> in any artist, you're always going to bring your, your influences forward and, and throughout, maybe your work, but you're going to grow and change. I mean, I think you need to, I think it's important for any artist. Uh, and, and you shouldn't be like, you know, it, it, it's such a double edged sword, dude. Cause you're damned if you do damned, if you don't type of thing sometimes yeah. where they'll be like, Oh, yeah, why this isn't Appalachian horror. Why, why not dude? That's what you write. And then they get your Appalachian man. Do all you write is Appalachian horror, man. Like, you know, you can't win with some people sometimes. That's why you just have to like, go you know just like you said you let your imagination go it's just you just have to let your yourself be able to grow into what you are doing you know um yeah. and so that's great uh, i think it's awesome i i mean are, are you looking at doing more uh another one away like away uh, what's what's next i mean do you have something down the pipe already or well, i have i have a few things so i've been contracted to do two short stories I'm pretty excited about that i feel it makes me feel like i'm decent enough for people to ask for me and i just got with uh, my first ever gothic ghosts type story for an anthology that I was invited to uh, called Dieseling Shadows. From, right. Uh, uh, Last Waltz. Last, I was, I was I, I like, it's something with dancing. Do... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got asked to do two more. I don't know if I can talk about them yet, but one of them is a horror comedy and the other one is a really, kind of like a really well-known publisher. They won a. They actually won a Splatterpunk Award last year, but they contacted oh. me and asked me if I could do a short story for an upcoming anthology of theirs. Cool, uh, awesome. Uh, the one <clears throat> I don't. I, we'll talk about the one because um, I'm going to be in that one with you as well. The horror, yeah. the comedy one. Uh, I can't even really remember any of the details of that, so I guess it doesn't matter if we say anything. But I know it's a horror <laughs> comedy, and that we're both in it. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that today. And that's funny because the other one, the the last waltz, I was supposed to be in it with you, but then yeah. I, I dropped out because I was like, that can't, I don't you know, whatever. There's circumstances, but um yeah, yeah. now now we're gonna be in this this one together. So there yeah. you go. I'm fucking excited about that because I fucking love you and uh I'm excited to hear what you're see what you're at. Yeah, me too. I was thinking about that today because I was like, uh, I I usually I do like comedy to write funny things. I do like to write comedy stuff, uh, especially like when I would write my bizarro stuff, I would get like kind of funny with it. Uh, I got jiggy with it. I was jiggy with it. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to see, I was thinking about that today, kind of brainstorming. Like, what am I going to do with this? What do I want to do? So I'm excited for that too. Um, but uh, so not, neither of those stories are going to be like, those are also going to be Appalachian departures or you don't know yet. <clears throat> the, the, the comedy one almost certainly will be because I have a decent idea for it. the other one will have a uh, pretty strong, it's set in a, it's going to be set in a massive thunderstorm that comes through the mountains. So it's, it's probably going to have quite a bit of Appalachian kind of nature to it, I guess. Yeah. Just stuff that I kind of like, man. I don't know. 
And uh, other than that, I'm doing a prequel to Sour, which I'm hoping to have out. I've not told anybody this yet, but I'm hoping to have it out by March 1st so that I can have it for AuthorCon in April. Oh, hell And yeah. uh, then I'm doing, I'm actually going to do three more to that book that you have there, Bad Case of Tinnitus. I'm going to follow those two main characters and do like a series for different holidays, I think. I've had a lot of positive feedback. Oh, I cool. mean, Jeff, so Jeff read that one as well. And he, he actually, this made me feel so fucking good when he, he replied to me. He told me that it was delightfully funny. And uh, some shit like it was delightfully funny and, and perfect amount of horror or something like that. He was just very, very so cool. That's awesome. Good. Yeah, he's great. Fuck yeah, dude. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah man. Um, <clears throat> all very good stuff and very exciting. Um, very, very dangerous. Very exciting. Very dangerous. Have um, speaking of dangerous and exciting. Um, has your mother cast any spells recently or any, anything like that? Because I, I told you I might need to contract her dark arts, uh, manipulating powers to take my neighbor out in some weird fashion. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, allegedly, but, uh, you know, your mom, we've talked about this on the podcast before your mom has done some, some Appalachian. It's, it's, it's like specifically, is it like within that, like these, this kind of magic well, right? or, uh, yeah, man, the stuff that my so so I grew up in a very interesting household. My father was a preacher mm-hmm. for a long while um, when I was very young, and so I was kind of raised as a as a quote unquote kind of Christian person. I they forced me to go to church a little bit when I was young, and all that shit. But my mom would really have these back and forth times. She there would be sometimes I remember she got a hold of, of uh, tarot cards and read them for people quite mm-hmm. extensively, and then I remember getting a Ouija board and she she loved that thing, and I remember. This is one of the creepiest things I ever saw. I walked into her room one time and she had this little red voodoo doll and she was just stabbing the fuck out of it. Just cussing it all a hill, calling some other person names, just fucking stabbing that doll. Damn. I love um, it. Dude. It was creepy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so she did a lot of like uh, the stuff you're talking about. It's a lot of like the darker folk magic kind of stuff. Folk magic. Yeah, like, I remember. Yeah. Like I remember so many times and this just speaks to me and maybe this is why I have what you all have proclaimed the Kavorka. Now I have no idea, but I just remember so many like, like love spells she would do for me when I was in, mm-hmm. in like middle school and shit. It was yeah, so yeah. funny, but yeah. And, you gotta and help I, me, father. <laughs> you gotta help me. And I did mention your case and, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how serious, but just let me know if you need help. And she, she, I'm sure she would be happy to, to assist you. What do I got to do? Get a lock of this guy's hair or something? Or, uh, <laughs> I mean, what are we talking? You know, fingernails. I think like a, a, a couple of, of uh, genital hairs would probably be best. Uh, <laughs> never <laughs> mind. Fuck that. I'll pass. <laughs> uh, I'll call Miss Cleo and see what she can do on the phone. Uh, call uh, me now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Miss Cleo. I actually made a reference to her in one of my books, and uh, Brad Tierney called it out in a review. Oh, fuck yeah. Shouts out, Brad. Yeah, it's um, so great. <laughs> we used to have a, a dude, this is a shouts out Nick P. And uh, Nick P. and I used to do this podcast back in the day. And we would do like uh, with our buddy Robbie C. And we would do stupid bits on it. So we did a couple like soundboard bits. And one of them that was particularly worked very well was a, a um, Robert was getting a call from Miss Cleo. And I was working like a soundboard. <laughs> 
but it was just completely improvised. You know, we didn't plan. I was just like he w- I was hitting things and he was saying shit like because we had like a phone. Th- so it made it sound like he was on the phone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Call me now. Yeah. Miss Cleo. Call she was now. rest in power. That old. Yeah, I don't even think she's really Jamaican, but <laughs> <laughs> she was so good at that. Like they, they played that up so well. <laughs> that's your <laughs> that's your problem with it. Like, I, you know what? I don't even think it's really Jamaican. And that is why I'm upset. <laughs> it's clear. She's lying to everybody. <laughs> How can we trust her? She's not even Jamaican and she's telling us, you know, what to do with our lives. Yeah, man, uh, I, I think it worked out well. Mm-hmm. I only listen to Jamaican people when they're giving life advice. It's their accent. And, it's so beautiful. Well, that also, and I think that's uh, in the Bible. All right, there you go. Hey, me and Kentucky Tony Evans, please check him out. Check out his website. Check out his books and uh, follow him um, on his Instagram and everything. Tony Evans Horror. Um, he's posting songs and stuff, plus his books. It's it's a lot of fun. I love this guy. Check him out. And if you'd like to uh, hear the rest of the episode, hey, shoot on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Sign on up and you can hear this episode plus the hundred over 100 additional back episodes plus all kinds of great videos and stuff. It's it's awesome and it helps me out tremendously. So please check out my man, Tony Evans. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, I, I think I hear something in the what is that? Do you guys? Uh-oh. The Corey Hotline. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. The Corey Hotline, everybody. Hey, Corey Hotline, what is it? Well, this is a phone number that you can call anytime, day or night, 24-7, and leave a message for the show. Me, any any part of the show, any people affiliated with the show. Um and we will play it on the episode, and, and we'll talk about it. We'll answer your questions. The phone number is 832-930-1347. That is 832-930-1347. Call it anytime, day or night. Excuse me. Anytime, day or night. You can text if you'd like. If you maybe uh, aren't you're a little too shy to speak on the phone, you can send a text message to it. I'll read that. That's fine. We'll respond to those two, and I just appreciate the interaction. So, if you've been following along at home, you'll know that the Corey Hotline has become the the beef. Where's the beef hotline? The beef is here because uh, an ongoing uh, beef confrontation uh, uh, back and forth uh, between my good friend, uh, retired professional wrestler Gator McAllister, and what we found yesterday. Well, yesterday, what we learned last week on last episode are two. Two count them. Double your pleasure. Double your fun. Gator haters. Two of them uh, teamed up on him. It's like one of those matches where you know the guy you, you know the guy's getting his ass kicked by someone like Gator, and then that guy has to like you know have his tag team partner run from the back with like a chair that has spikes in it to try to attempt to double up on someone like Gator, take him down. I understand. Uh, you know, but he, you know, we, we'll see where everyone falls, you know, on, on the other side of this right here. But, um, so, you know, we had the Gator haters left a very interesting message last week for Gator on here. And, and, uh, as, as, uh, as he is wont to do, Gator has clapped back. He is not one to be, uh, silenced. And, uh, we've got a message right here from Gator McAllister himself, uh, addressing them, 
what was uh what was said to him last week here on the Corey Hotline. So let's get into it. Hey John Wayne, it's your brother from another mother. It's Gator. That's right, calling the Corey Hotline. All right. Um just wanted to start off by saying, dude, I'm extremely sorry that we didn't get to do the uh podcast that we had planned on doing at Scarefest. Uh you know how it is. People get to run in their mouth and think that they're tough and sometimes you just gotta reach out and slap the religion out of somebody. So um yeah that that put a halt on us doing that. But we will get that accomplished whenever I visit beautiful downtown Sin City to hang out with you, my brother. Um uh, also Hope you're enjoying the gifts that I brought you. Um, you know, the one for the devil's lettuce and the sharp one. Just don't cut yourself on that. Now, as far as Patty and the gator hater and whatever's going on with that situation, thinking they're big and bad and tough and calling me out, I have been called out by bigger and badder. Trust me, and we will get into that when we do the second part of this podcast. So um, I have no idea what they think they're going to accomplish. Um, like like I've told you before and like you know, I'm an open book. Anybody's got questions, all they got to do is ask. I, I don't hold back anything. Um, so whatever they think they're going to accomplish and whatever kind of dirt they think they have on me, Hey, feel free. Put it out there. I don't care. Because trust me, you're both just a couple of skanks. And um talking about throwing kids and, and shit like that, that's child abuse, you know. I mean <laughs> come on, get real. Uh sounds to me like there's a couple of uh chicks out there that's holding a grudge and uh they need to get a life. So, they got anything to say? Come on with it, and uh, hope you're doing well, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, man. All right, hey, Gator McAllister, the Gator McAllister, clapping back on the Gator haters here on the Corey Hotline. Um, thank you, Gator. I love you too, man. I appreciate you so much. I can't wait. Uh, if if you uh, he talked about the podcast that we are trying to do in Kentucky that we will do when he visits me here in Sin City in a few months. Um, you know, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to uh, the episode. I believe it it came out in July of John Wayne Lied to You. Uh, it, it's a it's a longer episode where it's just me talking to Gator. It's a, just an interview with Gator about his his wrestling days his, his his 15 plus year wrestling career and then the second part we're going to do is his post career and, and some interesting things that he's he's had happen to him and it's it's going to be a blast i can't wait but uh yeah these if you you know if you listened last week th- th- these gator haters talked about taking their eight kids and and, and they i guess they've trained them to in some degree and they're going to get them hyped up and then throw them at gator to 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 
tear him limb from limb, I believe was the exact quote. I'm not sure. Uh, it was it was Bessie. But go back if you didn't listen to last week's episode to get caught up on that. But yeah, um, we'll see. Gator, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Um, if you anybody out there uh, has a comment on this or anything else on the show, any questions or comments you'd like to make, please call 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347, the Corey Hotline. And uh, Gator, thank you again for those special gifts you gave me uh, there in Kentucky. I I cherish them and have been using them um, well since since you've been giving them to me. So thank you for that, dude. But please call the Corey Hotline, guys. Let's let's you know. Let me know what you think about this. Uh, any wrestling fans out there want to weigh in on some, something like this? I'd love to hear from you. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, so moving right along, um, you know, I. Uh, this week, I am I'm about to actually, as of this record, see, you know, I, as listeners, longtime listeners of the show know, I, I like to keep the show very fresh, like very uh, up to date, uh, very much in real time. So I, you know, it comes out on Monday. I like to record these. I record them the day before, if not the day of sometimes that I put them out. Um, so I, I don't necessarily like to do, you know, a bunch in advance and then put them out because then things happen. And it's like if you're following along, you're like, wait, this didn't you didn't talk about that. And this just happened to him and blah, blah, blah. So that's that's how I like to do it. Um, of course, it comes with its own, you know, things the challenges. Sometimes episodes come out late. Sometimes I miss an episode because I'm traveling too much or whatever. But I do my best to make it up for you. So. As of this record, I'm actually leaving in just a few hours, maybe like four or five hours from now, um, and I am driving to back to Houston, Texas, H-Town. Hey, shouts out. Houston Astros just won the World Series last night. All you haters can stick that up your pipes and do whatever and beat on all your trash cans and go beat off yourself if you want. You can't call the Astros cheaters anymore. I personally believe you couldn't call them cheaters back then uh, in 2017 when they, you know, were scandalized. But fuck you, Dodgers and uh, everybody else. Astros, hell yeah. So I'm heading back to Houston, not to celebrate the Astros, but uh, I am going to be recording a very brand new John Wayne is Dead record with uh, my drummer, Chris Jett. we uh, it's going to be a whirlwind of a time. We're going. We have nine and a half days about to record it before I have to be in Chicago for a show. So we will be. Uh, you know, I will be there. I'm driving straight on in. I'll get there tomorrow afternoon, and uh, we will start. So it's just uh, just going to be like a so. This part of the trip will just be me and Boney going ourselves. Uh, the lovely Scarlet will be meeting me in Chicago. Um, so what the first travel first travel I've done without uh, without her since we've been traveling together. So uh, it sucks a little bit, but it'll be fine. You know, um, Chris and I are very excited to make this record. And we've been, you know, talking back and forth all, all the last couple of weeks about it, getting ready. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be cool. So anybody out there, the people that are uh, into my music and have checked out my music, hey, you're about to get a whole bunch of new music from John Wayne is Dead. And if you haven't checked it out and you're like, what the hell is he talking about? Hey, check out my band, John Wayne is Dead. We're on Spotify, Apple, we're on every streaming service. John Wayne is Dead, one word, no spaces, if you don't know what I'm talking about. And uh, check it out. But yeah, I'm heading out here today. So I'm actually going to put this uh, this episode up today before I leave so it's just up because I'll be driving through Monday morning I won't be able to stop and I want this to be up there and fresh for the people uh, so I'm just going to go and put this out to, to Sunday evening um, so all you 
early birdies can get get a get a little listen on if you'd like or or save it or just keep it like under the christmas tree for the morning for your morning routine when you get up and it's there like a little present you open it up oh it's a new episode of john wayne lie to you i wonder if gator called you could have all those thoughts whatever you want to do but it will be there so um, since, uh, all of that is happening, I decided that, uh, you know, I would tell a little tale of, of, uh, another foray into recording, uh, one that, um, Chris and I did a, a while back, and I'm sure I probably talked about this while it was happening, but, uh, I'm going to give a, a whole overview story, um, in, in, uh, preparation and celebration of the new record we're about to record. Uh, here is the story of, uh, you know, the, the John Wayne is dead uh, recording of our record, This is a Record. So, some year, uh, a few years ago, when, um, you know, Chris and I decided we were, were, were planning to record a full-length record, we, um, you know, we'd had three seven-inch records out that we did, and we were ready to put out this full-length 12-inch vinyl record, and we already knew where we were going to record it at. Cool Devices, which we actually had already gotten to record our, our last 7-inch at, and um, the 7-inch that we put out before this, so we, we, we got a little taste of the studio. But the reason why we wanted... And this studio was up in Fort Worth. It's, it's, now, it's no longer uh, in operation, uh, unfortunately, rest in power, but... This was um, a pretty awesome, all fully analog studio run by um, a couple of artists that Chris and I very much uh, admired and, and liked um, in, in bands that they played in bands like the, the Marked Men, Radioactivity, uh, Mind Spiders, uh, so on. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, um, the guys that, that ran that studio played in these bands that we love and uh chris you know knew them from you know growing up in or living in denton and and school and playing there so that's how we had that connection with those guys um with jeff and 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 mark from from those bands and they started the studio they're recording other bands that play with them and they're doing this and we you know we got in we we were like hey we want to record chris you know give i give him all the, the credit reaches out you know made the connections and boom next thing you know you know, we do the seven inch with them and then we're like, Hey, we want to come do this 12 inch. And they're like, yeah, sure. And we set up the time, we get it all set up. But you know, we were put, paying for all of this by ourselves. We, we, we weren't, you know, we, we were putting everything out under our own label, like our own little imprint, right? Uh, batshit crazy records, we called it. And so we had to, we were saving, money and doing this uh it's very expensive to uh not only record a record but then to put it out to have it pressed that's where you really fucking spend a lot of money um so we were uh we were getting ready i think i'm trying to think like okay so we i'm trying to remember what the events this is how this Okay, this is how it went. I'm pretty sure this is how it went. So, we get all ready. We are record. We're, we're rehearsing our asses off to be ready to go up there and do this. We're playing shows to get ready. We're doing all of this preparation. Then we book the time. Um, I can't remember. I want to say maybe it was in like a February or something like that, possibly. Um, then we 
you know, we get, I mean, this is like months in the making, right? Of us getting prepared, taking off work. Cause we had like, you know, we each were working at the time, um, day jobs and we had to like line up like, Hey, we need X amount of time off. Like we put it in, got it in early. So we make sure we like all of these things are super like ready. Like everything is, is good to go and, and ready. Now, um, we, uh, the day of, like the, the couple days before, whatever, we're about to leave, but especially the night before, in, in Houston, uh, you know, it's, it's never, it's not, they don't, we don't, they don't, you know, have like a, a winter necessarily, but we would get these freezes that would come through. And they'd last a couple weeks or something, but like a hard freeze, maybe a few days. And we, we you know, I know a lot of a lot of people in other, you know, regions and colder regions are like, hard, hard, hard freeze is like, that's nothing for us. Yeah, I get it. But in Houston, the infrastructure is not there for for freezing things and for super cold weather. So when it happens, it's kind of like everyone's on like, oh, shit, are we going to make it, you know, type of thing. But the city closes down. The streets are a mess. You know, they don't have the the plows or then we don't have anything to like i uh, uh they, they put sand on the roads for ice they don't have salt here uh or in texas i mean in houston it's it's a whole thing it's just the, the infrastructure for that kind of stuff is not there so this hard freeze hits we um you know the next day we're going so i'm like i get to chris's house i remember he was working that morning he was working at a different coffee shop at the time and I get to his house and I'm chilling. I'm waiting. It's freezing. There's all these weather warnings. There's like sleet and all this stuff. He come. He gets home from work and it's just like, we can't go, dude. We're not going. It's it's a mess. Like we cannot drive five and a half hours, uh, it, to the north through the like. Now we looked at it and it just it it we had to call it. We couldn't. All this pomp and circumstance. All this shit. All this getting ready and then boom, we have to cancel the recording. We can't go. We talk, called up to Jeff. He's like, yeah, totally, dude. Don't try to drive through this. We'll, we'll reschedule it. So we, it, while it was disappointing, I remember we got over it pretty quick because it was like 10 a.m. or something. And we were like, well, well, fuck it. Let's just have some beers and, and we'll practice anyway. So that's what we did. And we just hung out all day and and still had a good day. Um, it was, uh, you know, but the weather was too bad for us to make it so we end up blocking out some more time maybe a month or so or five or six weeks later something like that we get on there we get everything lined up again i am uh i have the i forget i have the money for uh the cash right i had had it from our our earnings like from our 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 band earnings from playing shows that we were going to use to pay for the record and i brought that you know, with me when we went up there initially, we didn't get to record. So I, I took it back home and it is in the top drawer of my dresser with, you know, that, hey, and that top drawer was my drunk drawer of that dresser. It just had like random things in it, but it was in up there just, you know, in the drawer with some other stuff, random shit, whatever, just an envelope of money, cash. Um, So maybe like two weeks after that, after we couldn't record, um, I came home and, or, uh, someone kicked my front door in. Um, no, wait, was this the, maybe this, like my house got broken into twice. Um, and this was, though, this was the worst one. That's right. They, they came in through the back door. They pried my back door off of the hinges. Um, 
came through. They took a lot of stuff. This is where they took a TV, all the electronics that we had, stereo, all that. Um, and they went through all the, you know, of course, tossed the house. So draw- all the drawers are open and gone through. And of course, that drawer is open. Uh, all my weed was in that drawer. So there's like an ounce, like an ounce and a half of weed that was gone, stolen, of course. But then the envelope of cash to pay for our new record is gone. So, of course, I'm like very upset about everything, but then I'm like, this wasn't even, this is our money. You know, this was the band's money to record this record and it's stolen. So, rather than, you know, we didn't have to cancel or anything, I think what what we ended up doing was I had some, um, you know, I worked for Starbucks forever. So, I had, I did the stock investment thing from since the time I'd worked there. So, I pulled out a little bit of money from that. And was able to cover, you know, the recording costs until we could get some shows together to play to, you know, to build back up our money that was stolen. And unfor- unfortunately, like you know, insurance doesn't cover lost cat. You know, I because I, I it, you know I could say like yeah, uh, and, and a million dollars was stolen from my junk drawer. Yeah, that's it. No, it doesn't work like that. They don't replace cash. I reported it uh, in the in the claim, but you know they don't do that. So unfortunately, whatever. But then um, we get the money situation taken care of and we are like, okay, we're going. But uh, Chris at the time, Chris has two beautiful sons right uh, now currently. But at this time, uh, his second son hadn't been born yet, uh, Sammy. So we have Henry and Henry is still very young, uh, pretty young at this point. Um, and because of Chris's wife's work schedule ran, uh, she's a nurse, all this stuff. We now we it worked out where we were gonna have to take Henry on the road with us to the recording studio to record this record. So, hey, we loaded up the car seat with all our gear and we headed on up there. Now, the good thing is about this was the the in-laws lived in Denton, which was about twenty-five minutes, you know, away from where the studio was. So Grammy and Grampy uh, had the baby for all the studio time, but you know we did stay with them during while we were up there recording. So you know we brought that that you know Henry got a taste of the rock and roll road lifestyle there before he's even realized what was happening. He's crapping in his shorts. Meanwhile, that's the most rock and roll thing that probably happened on that trip. But I digress. Um, so we have all these obstacles, but we finally get up there, and we are just. I mean, I, you know, I know I I speak for myself, like I'm just chomping at the bit. dude. I'm super stoked to be up there to do this. And Chris and I get in the studio. We knew we wanted to capture it, everything as live as possible uh, in that, like capture all the instrumentation together. Now we're, if you know, you know, you don't know we're a two piece band. So Chris plays drums. I play guitar and sing, but I'm playing guitar through three different amps. One of them is a bass amp. Two of them are guitar amps that are, you know, dialed into my specifications of sound now jeff helped a little bit with that we used a couple different amps uh that he had in the studio but you know i wanted to uh, the way i don't know it's just the way i prefer and the way i think our band works best is we have that real we have a really great live energy and if we can capture record the 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 music while it's that live energy is happening to me it just is that much better so you know jeff set us all up in one room the two of us the amps were off, you know, uh, seclu- you know, seclude in seclusion, in seclusion. Uh, they're by themselves and 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 mic'd. I'm in there, headphones on, and we're just basically it's like we're we're jam, we're playing the show. But, um, 
you know, it's, it's recording the instrumentation all at once, which, you know, you can't do all the time, but when you can, I, I like it. That's what I think we're going to try to do a lot of this time. Uh, might be, might be a little bit, yeah, I think we do. I think that's what, that, what, that's the way I'm, I'm approaching this next, uh, this recording this week. So, um, but yeah, we get in there and man, we just go to town and, you know, we recorded that album, I think in like three and a half days or something like that was all we had with them. And, uh, man, it was great. Uh, it was a great time. Lots of energy. If you haven't listened to the record, check it out. It's like I said, it's on Spotify and every, every other streaming service. It's called, this is a record. John Wayne is dead. All one word, no spaces. And yeah, it turned out good. So despite like all of those setbacks, all of those things that popped up, you know, we, we got up there, we got this, you got it done. We take little Henry with us, show him the rock and roll way as a young boy. And, uh, we get a excellent record out of it. And, and now, you know, I'm, I'm poised to, uh, to do the same, to head down there and, um, get back together with Chris here and, and really put out a, a badass record. So, um, you know, that's that's what I'm headed to do now. And uh, if if you're not, you know, check out, follow my social media for sure. There's going to be a lot of posting, a lot of uh, sneak peeks. Uh, I'm going to have Nick P come up and do shoot some video and stuff for the Patreon, so you can see some of the recording process. Uh, maybe even uh, you know sneak sneak preview of a song or two if you're on the old Patreon there too. So check that out. But definitely a lot of updates uh, will be going up on my social media on my story. As I as you know, I do like to keep. Uh, the you you all you wonderful people uh, in the loop as to what I'm doing in my adventures. So check it out. But you know, hey, that that record, you know, uh, turned out great. And now it's time to do it all again, but better. <laughs> all right, there we go. Um, so hey, another episode. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. Thank you for keeping uh keeping a watchful eye on me out there, making sure I'm doing all right, checking in on me. I appreciate you all so, so much. Hey, don't forget, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead, or just go to johnwayneisdead.com and hit the Patreon link. Join one of the tiers. You can check out this week's episode of the Awesome Dude for Life boner bonus podcast featuring Kentucky Tony Evans, my man, Tony Evans. Check it out. Uh, Also, don't forget at johnwayneisdead.com to go to the shop page and pick up my new book, Deadline, and pick up some some art, bookmarks, all kinds of stuff there. I, I, of course, sign everything to you. I send you out a little extra goodies, but any support that you send my way, I appreciate so, so very much. Don't forget to follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and on Facebook, just at my name, John Wayne Kamianali. And... Um, I'll be uh, talking to you guys, uh, I guess, from the road next week. So I'll see you then.